fellow Schwoke Lords, welcome to another episode of Cancel Sweezy, the best episode that we've ever made. We're recording right now, and I already know it's a good one because if you man, whatever you manifest into the world is what comes to you. I believe that's how it works. Like you manifest the things you want, and so you know, uh, I'm manifesting Allison Bree into my life right now. Uh, not Allison Brie. I always get those two mixed up. Uh, Brie Larson. I'm manifesting Brie Larson into my life. And uh, manifest things you want. That's why I'm, today I'm manifesting this episode of Cancel Sweezy. Welcome. This show is a cult, and you are part of the Schwoke Lord cult. Uh, if you don't know your gender, you can be a Schwoke X. I guess Schwoke Lass is... Gender neutral. I just assume everyone's a lord. I assume schwoke lord is a gender neutral term, but if if we've all decided that we want to get that progressive on the show with our titles and our pronouns, um, by all means, we can go through that. Uh, hit me up on all social media. It's at the Schweezy, except on TikTok, where it's at the Foreplay King. As you've probably already guessed by now, I am the Foreplay King. Uh, the minister, pastor to all the simps out there, cult leader of this Schwoke nation that we have going on today. Welcome to the show. Uh, we have a good one today. I have a lot of cool things to talk about. This is going to be the only show that you don't hear about GameStop this week. So rest assured, the only GameStop story I have for you is that one time I went into GameStop and usually GameStop employees are, they're cool guys, but they are a little nerdy. So kind of keep that in mind but at uh, one time it was a very beautiful woman who was working there and it was like only it was one of those stores i guess i guess they only had one or two people in there and like i guess i had to interact with her because i had to like swap a controller this controller specifically uh because there was like a uh, drift in the thumbsticks and uh i had like the warranty on it so she exchanged it uh so that was cool but it was kind of weird uh, a really good looking woman working at GameStop when you're just used to cool nerds. Uh, but nevertheless, we will not be talking any more about GameStop this entire episode, unless I bring it up again, which is possible, possible, uh, but uh, not impossible. So I don't know. We'll wait and see. Um, but nevertheless, he persisted. Um, oh, a little fun news for you today. Uh, I was just recently on, uh, Drunk Church History. It's another podcast that no, it doesn't have video, uh, but it is featuring my, uh, spiritual mentor, Joshua Casey, um, which you do know that he just released his book, Tracking Desire, A Journey After Swallowtailed Kites. So go check that out on Amazon. And, uh, also, yeah, go check out that episode I did with them. We had fun. We talked about, uh, contemporary Christian music. Uh, we get into more of my origins as a musician on that show and, uh, I drank a PBR on it. So it's a little bit more fun. Uh, it's when I was like cutting down and I was like, oh, I got to drink on this show. So I like walked to the gas station, picked up like a tall boy. I think I picked up two tall boys maybe, but anyways, uh, but no, also, uh, if you're looking for other things to check out after you listen to this entire episode without skipping it, uh, I have my EP, always reminder of that, out on Spotify, Apple, Tidal, Deezer, wherever you get your music at. It's on there, it's out, and it's very, very cool. Uh, so it's great, great music that I very much love and endorse myself. I, I always say you should be able to enjoy your own music and listen to it, and I actually do 
I'll sit down and enjoy it. I know it's probably not a cool thing, but that's why I, tr- I try to make music that I actually want to listen to. It's just kind of my mindset to actually like make music. So if I like listening to it, you'll like listening to it too, because I said so. So that's what I said. Um, just a reminder, uh, if you're on here already, hit the like and subscribe button. I know some of you don't know, uh, we are on YouTube now, uh, it's been a minute, but yeah, the show is on YouTube. So go check that out. Uh, go subscribe and like on the YouTube page. We're still trying to build that up a lot. And hopefully I can make the show a little bit more worthwhile, like on the video than over audio. But I know some of you still drive and YouTube's not good for your data or anything like that when you're driving. So I understand all of you. So it'd it be like that sometimes, but it do. So uh, like, just like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at. Uh, leave a review on your platforms. Those help the show out a lot. Uh, support our sponsors. If you, if you like the sponsors and you're like, huh, I would actually buy that. Use our link because that is how our sponsors work. If you support our link, our links in our episodes there, you support the show. But if you don't want to hear anything about ads, hit up the Patreon page. $5 a month gets you ad free episodes of this show and all my other shows in what's soon to be become the Sweezy podcast universe. Um, Obviously, this show and uh, the Schwedcast are on them. So this show is just me doing stupid shit and talking about stupid shit. And the Schwedcast, I'm going to keep a little bit more to interviews. Um, but then, like, I'm have my friends on, and we're going to goof around. And those aren't going to be that serious, but they're going to be fun talks. Uh, but no, it's really cool. Um, also, I stream on Twitch. I play video games. Yesterday, I played Fortnite. I think next week, I am going to defeat Breath of the Wild for good, at least all of it, because I've done all the tri- I've done all the shrines. I pretty much, I think I've done like every shrine. So I think it's just like Calamity Ganon is the one I have left. So it's really fun. I think next Thursday that's what I'll do. Unless I don't, I could change my mind at any moment. Um, but nevertheless, though, um, if you do have an Amazon Prime account, however, what you can do is connect it to your Twitch account. And there's two buttons on Twitch. There's a follow button, which is free. Anyone can do. That's the least. You should should be doing that, okay? Uh, And then you can also subscribe. Now, the subscribe typically around $5 a month, but if you have an Amazon Prime account, since Twitch is owned by Amazon, what you're able to do is connect the two accounts and press the subscribe button. That also financially helps support the show as well. And also... It's a $5 kind of deal that you already get with your Amazon Prime account. So you're basically giving Jeff Bezos an extra $5 by not using that with your Twitch account. Uh, support people like me, support artists. It not only just supports me playing video games, it supports me doing my podcasts, supports me doing my music, especially right now during COVID where I can't play shows or and everyone's over live streams now. I've been seeing less and less of those, thank God, uh, because... We're never going to play a show ever again, but hope Monday music is going to come back and I'm going to be out in public singing songs for my EP Ride or Die, which is out now on all streaming platforms. Uh, so check that out wherever you get your music at. But nevertheless, what you're able to do is just like and subscribe. That's the freest thing you can do. And that is the most important thing to become a Schwoke Lord, to become a Shwoke Lord. We have some tiers of Shwoke Lords, but it's not money-based. It's your it's your lifestyle, if that makes sense. I'm not one of those cults that require money. Those aren't fun. Those aren't the fun cults. The fun cults is what we do on this show every week. So, nevertheless, he persisted. Why do I keep saying that? Is that funny? Does anyone think that's funny? 
All right, well, let's just get into it. Don't need money, don't take fame. Don't need no credit card to ride this train. Strong and excited can be cruel sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's the power of love. So, it's the power of love, people. Huey Lewis and the news. We're getting into the news today. All right, so uh, first story, I always like to start off with a little bit of a positive. As we all know, we have gov- a government now uh, that isn't total shit, but uh, I think this article makes it a bit better um, from what I am seeing here today. Um, the man third in line of president succession has been in five Batman movies. This is from CNN. I know some of you uh, only get your news from Quailnon, but uh, CNN, I, I still feel is okay with at least this article. Uh, for as many foes as the superhero fends off, Batman has a formidable team of supporters, starting with his sidekick, Robin. Gotham City Commissioner James Gordon and his ever-loyal butler, Alfred Pennyworth. But one of the Cape Crusaders' most favorite supporters lies not in a comic book, but in the U.S. Senate, and he's known b- the bat for more than 80 years. Senator Patrick Leahy, Leahy, Le- 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 it's L-E-A-H-Y. So L-E-A-H is Leah. But then you with the Y, it's maybe Lee? Senator Patrick Leahy? Leahy? Let's, let's go with Leah. Leah-E. Um, a Democrat... <laughs> why am I just focused on this shit? Um, a Democrat from Vermont and the longest-serving member of the current state is a Batman aficionado who's turned his fandom into philanthropy. He's even used the comics to forward his legislative agenda. Uh, Now President Pro Tempore of the Senate, Leah E., uh, is third in presidential line of succession, though it is unlikely he'll ever have to serve as president. His high-profile position shines a brighter light on his colorful resume, which includes multiple appearances in the Batman films. When he's not working in the Senate chambers in Washington, uh, Leah E. retreats to Gotham, where Batman fights cartoonish villains in Man's the Batmobile. It's a comfort he took up when he was four years old. Uh. If you live in the real world all the time, it can be kind of boring, the senator told Vermont Alt-Weekly newspaper seven days in 2008. Leah E. was elected to the Senate in 1974, and until the mid-1990s, his affinity for Batman didn't have much to do with his duty on Capitol Hill. That, that changed in 1996 when Lee E. collaborated with DC Comics to create Batman Death of Innocence, The Horror of Landmines, a graphic no- novel warning of the danger of landmines. Lee E. has long advocated to end the use of landmines, and he told the Capitol Hill newspaper Roll Call that he placed copies of the comic on every senator's desk that year. Okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, Leah E.'s first foray into screen acting, something he does strictly when Batman is involved, came in 1995 when he appeared in the critical revealed Batman Forever the same year. He voiced a character billed as Territorial Governor in Batman the Animated Series. Okay. Since then, Leah E. has appeared nearly as Batman as many Batman films as the Cape Crusader himself, he usually appears as a scowling politician, though in Batman and Robin, which his son, Mark, also had a cameo in, 
I need to learn how to read sentence. He was also to enjoy a raucous party. He even met an explosive and as the curiously named Senator Purrington in Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. I explained to everybody that getting blown up was okay because my wife is a registered nurse. He joked to roll call in 2016. She put me back together and I never missed a vote. His most notable cameo, though, came in 2008's The Dark Knight when he confronts Heath Ledger's Joker and famously tells the villain that he's not intimidated by thugs. The Joker, true to form, responds by grabbing Lee's uh, character and menacing him with a knife. Ledger, who died before the film's release, is Lee his favorite Joker. He scared the heck out of me when he came at me with the knife, he told Roll Call. I didn't have to act. Leah E's preferred Batman to other characters because unlike the godlike Superman or the superpowered Spider-Man, Batman was just a man, albeit an extremely rich one with human strengths and human freaking frailties the danger batman faced was different than the uh than that of other heroes his felt real lee wrote in the dc collection forward the batman prevailed the batman prevailed through superior intellect and detective skills though the freedoms afforded by great wealth and through sheer will lee wrote in his forward not superpowers but skill science and rationality much like bruce wayne lee is just a man albeit one with more power than most of the chance to make real tangible changes in his own gotham following batman's example he's vowed to use that power wisely so a lot of things we can say about uh, what about this article. I think it's really cool. I mean, like you read the title of it, and it's like, oh, this guy who's been in a bunch of Batman movies is the like third in line for president, and then you realize like how he does it, and it's a good thing. I support like our government in most ways, uh, being very supportive of like superheroes and just kind of understanding the story of good versus evil, because like our last administration, they were evil. And this administration, um, leans towards good, but I feel like someone kind of understanding, cause I consider like Batman, I'll consider him in a form like of ours. Um, technically I think we can all call it a form of art. And I feel like art when it's stored in a in the realm of storytelling really makes you think um, the ideas of what is good, what is evil. Cause we can go back to like infinity war by Marvel. And then that idea, Thanos decided uh, he wanted to eliminate half of earth, not like specifics of anyone, but to eliminate half of all life on earth. And with this idea of eliminating half of life, uh, it, he was doing it for the greater good. I guess Harry Potter, this, the new series is doing that too, where it's like, it's for the greater good or the end justifies the means, or in my case, the end justifies the memes. But that's, that, that is like a good thing. So I like this idea of, you know, government workers and our like officials that we vote for, uh, being into art, especially kinds that make you pick good versus evil and make you actually have to think of it. And like, you think Batman, I guess a lot of it's pretty simple, but at the same time, Batman, and this idea, Batman doesn't kill. That's like his big thing. Like Batman will not kill anyone. He just wants to bring them to justice. But at the same time, with like Joker, uh, if he killed Joker at that time, like I'm pretty sure a lot of his problems would be over. But he has that moral value of killing someone. So then that's the idea of like you think about like this intellectual conversation you have where um, is killing someone good if it if it causes a lot less harm? Because 
a lot of people, if you think about like Joker going to jail, escaping from jail, kills more people, like, wouldn't it make more sense? Like, that's the idea. Would it make more sense to kill Joker, just end him for good, and a lot less people would die? Like, that's the idea. It's like this the end justifies the means idea of it. So I kind of like, I like this, like I said, I'm liking this idea of our government and people who try to work for the greater, this idea of the greater good, um, focusing on these artistic stories that try to go with these ideas of, is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Because it makes the world more interesting. And I think it makes people think, because I think, you know, when you watch a movie, Especially like a superhero movie, you realize what were what was the bad guy's intentions? And I know with a lot of Marvel movies, it's like he's evil for no reason. But then you get complicated characters like Loki, who you know he uh, was like the misfit, not his father's favorite, and like what was he trying to prove? Then you think Thanos, obviously, was his idea of what's going to make the world a better place, very complicated like that. Uh, What's like their meaning behind it? So I think it's a good idea and to have nerd government officials, especially senators. Uh, so Joe Biden, I hope you have a Disney Plus subscription and are watching WandaVision right now uh, because I don't know what's going on in that. Um, I haven't watched the new episode yet. It's Friday. Like I said, if you've been listening before, I record the Fridays before the Mondays when we post. Uh, just to make sure everything production-wise is good. Uh, I feel like if I could, if I mean, if my life was perfect, I could. I would just record it on on a Monday, have it uploaded like in like two seconds, and then like be good. But you know, no one told you life was gonna be this way. One time I did that in a Kroger when they were playing that song in Kroger, and then like they're like, "No one told you life was gonna be this way," and then I'm the only person who stopped and was like, "Like, what the fuck is going on?" Like. I can't, why am I the only one who fucking did that? That's, that's a bunch of fucking shit. I'm still mad about that. I'm the guy who's going to like hold grudges forever. It's like, I'm going to be like fucking 90 and just be holding a grudge. Like, I'm still mad at everyone in that Kroger who didn't clap to the Friends theme song. That is a bunch of shit right there. But nevertheless, I'll persist. Um, all right, here's, this one's a good article. Uh, Macron, 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 Macron's disease. The, the French president, that guy, uh, says France will tighten legislation on incest. Now, a funny thing, we got an interesting question on incest coming in the relationship portion of this episode. Uh, so that's going to be very interesting. Uh, but this one's from Reuters. Uh, I believe that's how you say it. Readers? Reuters? This is like the episode where we're like, how do I pronounce every word that I'm going to read today? Like, that's the episode apparently we're doing. Um France will tighten its laws on incest, President Emmanuel Macron said in a series of tweets on Saturday after publication of a book accusing a top French politician commentator of abusing his stepson sparked outrage across the country. Macron said on his Twitter account that France needs to adapt its laws to better protect children from sexual violence, and he had asked the justice minister to chair a consultation aimed at quickly making legislative proposals. We will go after the aggressors, Macron says. Macron said France had already increased the statute of limitations on incest to 30 years, counted from the legal age of the majority of the victim, and had tightened control on people working with children. But he said much more needed to be done. He said that as a part of current routine medical examinations for children, France would introduce sessions about incest in primary and secondary school in order to give a children a chance to talk about the issue. 
He also said that better psychological help for victims of incest would be made available and it, it would be reimbursed by Social Security. In recent weeks, hundreds of people have taken to social media to tell their stories of incest after the publication of the book accusing French professor and constitutional specialist Oliver Duhamel of abusing his stepson. Uh, the book was written by Duhamel's stepdaughter Camille Kopner, Kochner daughter of former foreign minister and founder of NGO Medicines and Frontiers, Bernard Kouchner. Um, Dumas resigned earlier this month from his post overseeing science po, one of France's top universities, uh, following publication of the book. Being the object of personal attack and wanting to preserve the institutions in which I work, I put an end to my functions, he said on Twitter on January 4th. Neither Dumel nor his lawyer have commented on the accusations dating back to the 1980s. Higher Education Minister Frederic Vidal has ordered an inspection at Science Sciences Po to determine responsibilities and potential failings. Okay. Um So, okay, I'm gonna go. Obviously, that dude's a piece of shit, but at the same time, it says it's an incest issue. No, this is like a sexual assault issues on like minor minors. It's not necessarily an incest issue. Like if you go against if you make incest illegal, that's not going to fix the problem. That is a hand this I'm obviously it's wrong. This this situation is wrong, but rooters, you need to kind of get your shit together on this. And if I'm the one saying get your shit together, you need to get your shit together, okay? You get why I'm saying that right now? Um, this okay, this is a, like, sexual assault of a minor issue. This is not an incest issue. Um, he it could, it could have been anyone else. It could not have been someone in the family, okay? Um, I, I don't know what's wrong. A lot of people like kids. I don't, I don't get it. You, you see a kid annoying the shit out of you, and your first thought is, wow, that's kind of hot. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? What the fuck? How, how do you get attracted to a child? I've, I've always wondered that. How do you fucking get attracted to a child? You're just like, I just like their, uh, their, their little feet, little hands. I like how they won't shut the fuck up about dinosaurs and shit. It's just a turn on for me. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I don't know. What the fuck's going on there? Like, for real? I, I don't... If you're a pedophile, uh... And also, if you are a pedophile, I'm gonna fuck, I'm gonna punch you in the face. Like, that's not cool to the kid. The kid doesn't want that. I don't care how much you bribe them and convince yourself that they want it. Like, they don't want it. They don't want that. You know, you can find... I would say the best thing for an adult is uh if you if you're into small children like there's a lot you can find adults who look like i mean like, i look like i'm 15 i think i'm a shade but also maybe the the beard isn't i don't know how this beard is looking right now uh it looks terrible i'm aware okay i'm just trying to let it grow out even even out okay i'm not i'm not going outside so you know it's still covid season so uh calm your tits people but anyways um yeah i think pedophiles should be punched in the face and I think when they get their sentence in court, I feel like you should be able to, like, try to sneak in another punch on them. And then, 
like a couple punches in and the, their security guards like, Hey, stop it. And then you get a couple more punches in and then he's like, oh, and then you pull him away and we like, stop that. And then you let him walk away free because that's, that's okay. That's okay. Folks. Punching pedophiles is okay because they're not people. All right. Let's go to another article. All right. Our weekly article from page six, the, one of the greatest news websites out there in our world today. Look at that. Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian are dating. Hmm, very, very exciting. I like both of them. So Travis Barker apparently makes Kourtney Kardashian's heart beat like a drum. I've seen how he plays drums. I hope that's called like heart disease. She needs a beta blocker. Uh, the longtime friends are dating. Page six has learned, though, the development in a recent one. Barker, 45, and Kardashian, 41, shared similar photos from Kris Jenner's Palm Springs. California vacation home over the weekend, alerting eagle-eyed fans to the fact that they were hanging out. Okay. Reps for the couple didn't immediately return page six's request for comments. Uh, Barker shared two children with ex-wife Shanna Mokler, 17-year-old son Landon, and 15-year-old daughter Alabama. Uh, the Blink-22 drummer was also married to Melissa Kennedy, though they had no children together. Kardashian shared three children with ex Scott Disick, 11-year-old son Mason, 8-year-old daughter Penelope, and 6-year-old son Rain. Prior to making things official with Barker, the Keeping Up with the Kardashians reality star dated young Yoon's Benjamin Benjama from 2016 to 2018 and briefly sparked reconciliation rumors in 2019. Uh, Barker and Kardashian have been rumored to be dating for years, but the now duo has always denied their hearsay. Courtney's like a dear friend. That's it. I mean, I love her to death. I love her family to death. Barker told E News at the 2019 iHeartRadio Music Awards. But yeah, just close friends. Here's hoping Barker avoids the Kardashian curse. But uh. You know, I think, like, people are trying to, like, shame Travis Barker for not being pop punk anymore and shit like that. Let them be happy. I think, like, of all of the Kardashians, I mean, I love all of them. The younger ones, not so much. The older ones I I love. Like I said, if I could, Kim will be my best man at my wedding. Uh, The one that doesn't exist. But, um, yeah, no, can we just be happy for people finding happiness in other people? Shit, like, people, stop talking so much shit all the time. World's sad and lonely, and you know what? When you find a ride or die out now, obviously on Spotify, Apple, Deezer, Tinder. Tinder? Is it on Tinder? Might be, I don't know. Um, out, out, you know, where you get your music from. Um, when you find a ride or die, you gotta hold them tight, not let them go. Chain them up, put them in your basement. All right, yeah, I mean, that's that's the way it is. Okay, folks? This is the type of guy you're getting, so, okay. Oh, okay, this one's from Loudwire. We got a great update um, from our the band Trapped. Uh, Trapped drummer Michael Smith, not to be confused with Michael W. Smith, Christian contemporary music artist, uh. quits band issues statement. All right, here we go. More Trapped drama. Um, 
Trap drummer Michael Smith has officially quit the band and issued a lengthy statement detailing his decision. The move comes after tumultuous year of the tumultuous year for Trapped, who were entangled in headlines concerning the social media outbursts of singer Chris Taylor-Brown. The singer was heavily critical of the Black Lives Matter movement, spread misinformation regarding the coronavirus pandemic, and was eventually booted from Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter following his defense of adult women engaging in sexual relations with underage males, as well as his use of hate speech. Smith, who did not play in Trapped's 2020 record, Shadow Work, Adam Prentice is credited on the record per a press release from May of last year. I said his decision to step down from the group is bittersweet and that some of the public stances taken on behalf of the band via Brown were not representative of his individualistic views. The drummer further cited the reaction the band received from the public regarding these controversial stances as another contributing factor to his exit. I do not agree with how certain things have been handled towards our fans and the music community who I have such an immense respect for, said Smith, in part. So here's the full statement from him in his own words from his Instagram is this Instagram? I believe it's Instagram. After playing drums for Trap for the past couple years, I have decided to step down from the band. This is definitely a bittersweet decision. There have been some ongoing issues, primarily political, throughout 2020 that many of you may know about. Others may not. If you're curious, it's just a Google search away. I respect everyone's right to have an opinion on politics, but at the end of the day, I'm a musician and my job is to play and create music, so that is what I plan on doing. As I still communicate and have great relationships with the guys in the band, I will only speak for myself. The stances taken and publicly received as a result are not representative of myself, not as an individual, nor fitting or aligned with my personal morals and beliefs. I do not agree with how certain things have been handled towards our fans and the music community who I have such an immense respect for. I would not be able to have a career in music and or be fortunate enough to sustain my livelihood without the amazing support of everybody involved from fans to venue staff to musicians peers etc so thank you to those out there who have been a part of supporting and enabling me to preserve my gifts and talents and allowing me to press forward in my musical journey okay it has been one of the best periods of my life the past couple years but when it comes down to it i do not agree with a lot of things morally and pub publicity the band has received mainly the past year of 2020 it is time for me to move on and pursue other avenues and projects a huge thank you to everyone who has supported my musical journeys thus far okay so that is the uh what we have from him i'm gonna, I'm gonna have to drink i'm gonna have to drink some wine here folks <sighs> all right All right, Brown offered his own statement on Trap's YouTube community section, so he apparently is not banned from there yet. And I'm going to do what I imagine he sounds like talking to him. Oh, and just to let everyone know, because at Loudwire and at Metal Sucks, don't ever ask me anything, Trap has had a replacement for a couple weeks now. Mike was just not a good fit personality-wise. He didn't quit during the whole of 2020. He knew he was going to be replaced. I find it so funny that he badmouths me while he announces he is quitting. I have never gone after fans of Trapped. No fans will 
personally insult someone they are a fan of. Can't believe Mike would say otherwise. Well, it's so he can get another gig. He thinks badmouthing his former band will help him with that. Sad CTBO and P.S. Both Loudwire and Metal Sucks will have to defend themselves in court for some of the things they have said about me without asking me for my side of the story. You'll pay for that. Mark my words. All right. In December, it was erroneously reported that Brown had been fired from Trapped after all my trolls created fake Trapped accounts on the social media platform Parlor. Oh, that was funny. Um, we, we talked about that. I can't remember what episode I did, but... Um, all right, so I hope... Obviously, I, I want to say hopefully the world gets back to having uh, real shows, but uh, Mike Brown... Michael Brown? No, Mike, Michael Smith. Michael Brown, the... Uh, the dude from Ferguson. That's not cool. <laughs> that was not cool with me, folks. That's not where I'm getting canceled. Um, Michael Smith, um, I hope you moved to Nashville. I feel like uh, we would all support you in getting you gigs out here, man. Uh, there's a couple bands I could probably find you, get you one. So keep up the good work, man. Um, glad you stuck with your morals. And uh, uh, hopefully you start talking a lot more shit on Chris Taylor Brown because he is shit. And uh, we all know that, so, so that's not news. Uh, but hopefully he keeps doing stupid things so we can laugh at them because that helps me with this job, doing this show. So, yes, okay? All right, last article we have. I saved the best one for last because I'm like, what the? Because I'm, I'm going to read the title and then you're going to be I'm going to give our response. Um, Target joins Costco in dropping coconut milk brand over forced monkey labor allegations. What the fuck did I just read? Forced monkey labor allegations? What the hell did I just read? Okay, let's get to the article. This is from ABC7 Chicago. So, favorite news source right there. Target is the latest company to drop... Chaoco coconut milk over allegations of forced monkey labor. People for the ethical treatment of animals, or PETA, said the retailer will no longer sell the products because it is alleged ties to monkey labor. Chaoco's Thai supplier is accused of forcing monkeys to pick coconuts from the trees, CNN reported. In a statement to USA Today, Target said it takes those claims seriously and removed the product in November. By dropping Chaoco, Target is joining thousands of stores that refuse to profit from chained monkeys' misery. PETA Executive Vice President Tracy Ryman said in a statement, PETA exposés have confirmed that Thai coconut producers are exploiting monkeys and lying about it so there's no excuse for any grocery store to keep Chaoko on the shelves. According to PETA, 26,000 stores, including chains Wegmans, Food Lion, and Stop and Shop, uh, have cut ties with coconut milk brand. Chaoko has denied the allegations. It previously said it audited its coconut plantations using a third party and found no use of monkeys for coconut harvesting. Other stores have already dropped the product, including Costco. So... Maybe I should like actually find the actual article of the the expose, but what the fuck? <laughs> How do you get forced monkey labor? Like, have you ever seen a monkey? They'll throw their shit at you. There's like if you're at a zoo and like you see like a monkey like like show its teeth and start growling at you, like it's over, bitch. Um, stay away from that fucking monkey. 
they killed Harambe because they thought maybe Harambe was going to kill that kid. Mainly just because it was a gorilla. Okay? Like, it, they mainly thought it was a gorilla. So, um, to say what you want to say, um, thank you for finding that out. I can't, I can't imagine that's true. PETA is typically full of shit, and they kill a lot more animals than they save. Okay, folks? So, uh, congratulations, they played themselves. I need to get the soundboard back up and running. Uh, but nevertheless, um, let's move on. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly. Most of you are already aware of Gamefly, but for those of you who don't, it's the best video game rental subscription service for one low monthly fee. As a Twitch streamer myself, I can tell you there are two types of games. There's the games that you go back to time and time again. For me, that's Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield are also games that I go back to time and time again. But you also have those types of games that you play once and then you never pick up again. And that's where I believe Gamefly is perfect for you gamers out there. Uh, most video games coming around $60 and this uh, with new consoles coming out uh, at the current moment they can be upwards at $70 even then, and then you don't even include DLC winning in regards to that. This is where Gamefly comes in perfectly, because for that one low monthly fee, you can just rent games, play them, and then when you're done with them, you send them back. I wasn't a big fan of Luigi's Mansion back when I played it in October, so I was easily able to send it back and get myself a new game in the process, which was perfect for me. Uh, and just start playing other games. Just be able to open your horizons on what games you want to play with Gamefly is my personal favorite thing so uh for the low monthly price your first two months if you use the link in our description your first two months are only ten dollars so stop wasting so much money on video games stop spending sixty dollars on a game you're only going to play once use the link in our description today and you can start playing game more games rent games play as long as you want and when you're done just send it back they will send you a new game to play it's that simple so use our link in the description today for your first two months of ten with Gamefly. And just a reminder, when you support our sponsors, you also support this show. I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality to provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. They also have a fantastic clothing line so you can look good while you work out. Uh, with your purchase of any product with FNX Fitness, one thing I love is that they donate a gallon of water with every purchase you make to a child in need in a country that doesn't necessarily have clean drinking water, which is perfect. You get to feel good when you buy a product from FNX Fitness. Uh, you can start using their supplements. Work smarter, not harder with their supplements. That way you can get the most out of your workout, and so you no longer have to be fat. Hashtag pray for Mike. So using the promo code SWEGCAST or the link in our description today, you can save 15% off your your purchase with FNX Fitness. Again, that is 15% off of your purchase when you support FNX Fitness and get a product from them. And a reminder that when you support our sponsors, you directly support this show. All right, so let's get into uh, everything I'm going through this week. I just want to bring up first that, so my friend TJ, he's on the band Ghost Town Remedy. He actually got me this shirt. Well, I should probably show the shirt first. It's, uh, it says Hente and Hennessy. Let me give you all a good look on the video. 
So they gave it to me for my birthday. I finally got it delivered because they delivered. Uh, they had their new record dry spell. I should probably promote their shit. Uh, and they, I bought their record. It was really funny because um, I wanted to support their like Kickstarter. Oh, and it was their Indiegogo. And so it was like $25 for the vinyl record, which is a good price for like a new record, new band, uh, good pressing and everything like that. It's like it's a, it's a good uh, colored vinyl type thing. And um, But then like the shipping was $12, but we live in the same place. So I'm like, I'm not paying for shipping. I want to buy the record, but I'm not paying for shipping. So I bought it. So I just put $25 in their GoFundMe, or not their GoFundMe, their Indiegogo. And then they just left it with me with a shirt. So, hentai and Hennessy. So that, uh, but no, he sent me a TikTok with just two, a couple cringily singing to each other. And I think it's funny, like me and his girlfriend have like more in common than they do. Which is funny, which I'm not like. I don't want his girlfriend. She can't handle this. Uh, she's not good enough for me, which is most women. Hold on. I got to He says a king's reign shouldn't last more than 30 seconds. So, pitch, I take a lot of antidepressants. Okay, so he said, let me finish this. All right, so I uh, so he he commented a king's reign should last more than thirty seconds, and then I am replying with, "Bitch, I take a lot of antidepressants. It's more than likely that she won't let me finish." So, a king who doesn't is no king at all. Smash Mouth once said that. Anyway, so no, nah, I just think it's funny. Like you know, and like you and her, like your friend's girlfriend have more in common, but you're like not wanting to be with your friend's girlfriend. I don't know. That's just pretty funny. Um, and nevertheless, this week was Mama Schweg's birthday. Uh, Mama Schweg, her birthday was on January 27th. I do not know how old she is. Uh, I lost track of that a long time ago. And a little fun fact for anyone: uh, no one cares how old you are. As long as you get their birthday right, no one cares. Like, they, they're fine. You know, that's all that matters. So, um, anyway, so my mom likes flowers. And so uh, I've learned a lot from this week in buying flowers. So I bought it from, like, they have Hy-Vee, which if you're from the South, it's like Kroger, uh, part of the Midwest. It's just like a grocery store type place. And there's, like, different regional chains and shit like that. Uh, but, uh, so I bought her flowers online for delivery, um, from Hy-Vee. It's like this, like a grocery store with a floral section. Um, and so I was like, I'll just deliver to her home. I would assume that would be okay. She's, she's actually working at her school. I think they're just wearing masks all the time. Uh, and she's already, she's already got both doses of the vaccine. So, uh, good for her. Um, but, uh, so I was like, I'll get delivery and I'm delivered. And so it's like, it was, I bought like $40 flowers with like $10 delivery, which I know like, don't be stingy with a woman. And this is my mom at the same time. But also it's like $10 delivery and you're not even like driving like more than a mile. Like really? Anyways, apparently I did. Oh, but no, it's so, it's so close to Valentine's day right now. One of the funny things is so like I, I'm online getting ready to order everything. And, uh, Big, big thing that pops up there is like, is this for a romantic occasion? 
Like that's the first thing that pops up. And I'm like, actually the complete opposite. These are for my mom for her birthday. So the complete opposite of anything romantic that I would ever want in anything I'm purchasing for my mother today. Um, then that's good. So I told my dad, like I was getting flowers delivered. Like, so like if he was home or whatever, like he could take care of everything. And, uh, he was like, Hey, you should change it to be delivered to her school where she works. I'm like, all right, well, let's see. It shouldn't be that hard just because I did like a couple days before. So like they should probably be able to change it easily. So I emailed their cut like they don't have like an easy way to change it. So I just emailed their customer support. I'm like, Hey, here's the order number. Uh, I need you to change the delivery address to this address, to her school address. And so Typically, with I've worked customer service jobs, so typically in that situation, it's kind of like, all right, we got that updated. Uh, we'll make sure to get that to her tomorrow and shit like that, you know, no big deal. So, but no, they said, um, all right, we send that to the store. They should be calling you to confirm everything. I'm like, oh, God damn it. I'm going to have to answer the fucking phone. Um, but then they never called. So I guess it worked okay. And so, or the date of the day of birth came around and I was like, well, don't know where they're sending it to, but, uh, I hope they get to her. I'll, she'll know. And then she texted me. And apparently they were her favorite kind of flowers, which I had no clue. I just picked some random bunch of things and done that. But like every occasion I've bought flowers for a woman, I've always hit it out of the park. I don't know how I do it with flowers. Because I think flowers are fucking stupid and a waste of money. Realistically, they're just weeds. It's just good looking weeds that have over time uh, survived through uh, natural selection because they've looked good for that. Like that, like flowers are just fucking weeds and it's stupid that women like them. But also I bought Captain America on Fortnite. So I don't know if I'm able to judge on anything I say right now about flowers being fucking stupid, but nevertheless, uh, they ended up going to my mom's school. She liked it. Um, I put on the card because you get to write a card because obviously you need to put like happy birthday on there and shit like that um, to make sure she knew it was also for her birthday and also from me. So I put because I think I bought them when I was drunk. (laughs) So I wrote like happy birthday, mom. If I had a different mom, I'd punch her in the face and go find you from your favorite son, which that's debatable right there. Sam, uh, and, and so I was, and then I saw it and I was just, I assume with shit like that, like they just like print something out, attach it to the flowers and then send it off. No, someone had to hand write that shit. <laughs> like now I realize that if I ever buy my mom flowers from there, someone has to hand write the stupid message I put on there. So there's going to be a lot of fun things. Happy mother's day, mom. You know, in the movie air, bud, buddy, they said that a dog, <laughs> A dog couldn't play. They did. There was no rule saying a dog couldn't play basketball <laughs> in the rule book. But also at the same time, mom, uh, the dog was not enrolled in high school. So there's a lot of problems there. So happy Mother's Day mom, <laughs> from your favorite son, which is debatable <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so you just have a write whatever the fuck I want. Just write a bunch of stupid shit. You know, mom, I was, I was nine pounds when I was born. I have to imagine that, um, dad has not enjoyed being with you since, but nevertheless, he is ride or die. Uh, also out on Spotify, Apple music, wherever you get your music from. 
So, uh, sorry for, sorry for ruining your body. Love your favorite son. <laughs> oh man, I could go all day with this. I'm going to start buying her. Maybe I should start buying her flowers more often and getting them delivered. It's like, well, I'm, I'm losing a lot of money doing this, but I feel like the end justifies the memes when it comes to what I'm doing, uh, right now. So, um, <laughs> just a, dear mom, um, I'm going to need $50, uh, for groceries this week and booze. Uh, sorry for the inconvenience. These flowers were expensive. Love your favorite son. So, yep, there we go. My mom got them and everything was good. But, uh, from nevertheless, though, from what we can say is, uh, flowers are stupid. That's all we can say in regards to that. But now I learned I can start sending just dumb messages to people. I may start buying flowers for more people more often. Like, like I sent it to a former boss. You suck, suck my dick. From a employee you don't have anymore. So, um, okay, so I learned this fact this week. 22% of millennials have not heard of the Holocaust. What the fuck is going on? What the fuck? Well, did you not do go to high school? Like, what the fuck? Did they not teaching this shit in high school? Like, my high school... I'm going to talk about it. I, I was like a C student. Um, but it was like, if I didn't have music classes, I would have like not graduated school. <laughs> like there was because music classes, you just, you just show up to the performances, like you get an A and it's like, this is my life. So I'm going to be there. Um, but now like 22% in my school, there was this chick, very, she was very good looking. Um, that's besides the point. I just wanted to point that out because that's the type, this type of guy you're getting. So, um, she, her, she had one of those families that likes to travel. Her parents like to travel a lot. And instead of my parents, instead of doing what my parents did and just be like, let's buy a timeshare in Branson and never go anywhere else. Um, they were like, we're traveling and, oh, we want a daughter. Ah, she's coming with us. We don't, I don't care. And then like, they'll, she would like leave school for like a week or so. They'd go to like Germany or Austria or Russia, or I'm just making up a bunch of random ass countries. I think she mentioned once she saw, she went to like Lenin's tomb because they were just like preserving his body for no fucking reason. But she was like, um, but she like went to like, I think Auschwitz or something like that. And like, she like talked about like, she like gave a presentation in front of the entire class about like what it was like visiting Auschwitz. And like, she was like, yeah, afterwards you're pretty fucking bummed out. And, uh, they typically suggest like, go get some ice cream or some shit. Like do, do not like simmer on this for the rest of your day. But then also 22% of people in my age range don't, haven't heard of the Holocaust. How, how do you, what the fuck is going on in other schools? I went to, like, one of the worst high schools in Missouri, okay? I went to, like, one of the worst. It was bad. Our history teacher, my history teacher treated it like a college course, and then I took college history class, and it was a little bit easier. The te- <laughs> it was like, a little bit easier than the high school course. Like, how do you not, like, you go through, if you take American history, you go through World War II. Like, you go through Japan bombing Pearl Harbor and Hawaii, and then you, they, so they join the good guys, and then they're like, okay, first of all, we got to figure our shit out with Germany. So let's fucking kill Germans and then come back and then we'll deal with Japan. So like we dealt with Germany like humanely and then we're like, we're going to drop atomic fucking bombs on Japan. Here's one. Have you, have you given up yet? No. 
all right, here's another one. And they're like, okay, maybe we should give up. It was like Japan was like not as organized as we thought, apparently, uh, from what I've heard. Um, but no, like, and then also with millennials, like, we should have relatives who fought in World War II. It was a draft. We should have relatives out there who fought in World War II um, and most likely went to Germany. My grandpa was 101st Airborne, Germany, and then, like, at me at the same age, I was very obese and getting drunk and passing out eating burritos. Like, this is the, this is the generation gap there. But I'm at least smart enough to know what the fuck, like, the Holocaust was because... Well, that was one of the big reasons we fought. I don't think that was the main reason, but um, I mean, it was it was a good it was a good pro to the war <laughs> to, to stop it. I'd say in regards to like the pros and the cons of fighting in World War II, I think stopping the Holocaust. Uh, I mean, as much as it did, and like you see, like fucking like it's fucking brutal. Like, how do you not learn about that shit? Like, you go into like the, where the gas chambers were, you see like scratching on the walls from people trying not to fucking die, dude. It's what you learn about that shit is brutal. And then and then some people have the audacity. I mean, even most people like Trump supporters are like, Holocaust was fake, didn't happen. But I would also still do exactly that to the Jews. Um, don't come for me. I'm only half. So um, you can you can back off on me. I'll be like, oh, I'm I'm Irish. And then they're like, Sweezy, that, that's your name. I mean, like my real name. It's just Sweezy. Like that sounds fucking Jewish. Okay. Me and little Dickie are gonna be like, where are the Jews in the music industry right now? We're gonna like, we're gonna let's work together, little Dickie. Come on, Dave, let's uh, get going. That's a good show, FYI. It's not like one I want to talk about on this show, but uh, it's whatever. Um, but no, if you're a millennial and you haven't heard of the Holocaust, you are fucking stupid. Um, you are, I believe you to be one of the stupidest fucking human beings that have ever existed. It's okay. You didn't learn about the Holocaust till like middle school or high school. And maybe learned it longer than anyone else. But if you don't know it right now, if you don't know what the fuck a Nazi is, like, you have to think if you don't, have you never heard of Holocaust? 2017, like, I think that's when Charlottesville happened. Like, those riots where, like, the white supremacists and the Nazis got together and did shit. Like, huh, what's a Nazi? And so you go on fucking Wikipedia, uh, like all the other non-TikToks in the world, and fucking learn what fucking happened during World War II. I just don't know how you went. I don't know how schools just avoided World War II altogether. It was such a big war, like in the world. Like if you think about like world events that have happened over like periods of time in the world, like World War II is a pretty big one. You know, it's pretty big. Okay, I'm, I'm done talking about that. Stop being fucking stupid, people. Fucking just, I don't know how fucking stu stupid people are. Um, okay. Also, okay, so here's here's something I really want to talk about. Um, I caved, and I am now subscribed to Discovery Plus. That's right, Sweezy, the man you're listening to right now, he does not have a HBO, HBO Max subscription. However, he does have Discovery Plus because there's a lot of trashy TV shows on there and a lot of documentaries that I like. And I'm going to say with this first week, it has been a free trial well spent. <laughs> I can easily say that with a lot of TLC content. So um, I just want to talk a little bit of uh, some of the things. Um, 
I kind of I finished. So the new season of Doctor Pimple Popper, I believe, is only on Discovery Plus, which may and feels like that could be like a downgrade for Doctor Lee. But also at the same time, um, I guess with like any like medical surgeries or anything like that, I guess they're so limited to like what they're able to show on TV. Uh, so I feel like with a like a streaming service like that, like you're not just stumbling through the channels and then just being like, oh, there's a lipoma or a cyst being removed. OK, um, so, like because it's mainly just like dermat dermatological surgeries on that show. So um, I'm like I'm interested in watching that because I have skin and I like to know how to not break out. But also these are like big major surgeries. like these giant ass lumps that have been growing for like. 10, 15 years, and then they're like that most doctors or like dermat dermat why am I not saying this word? Dermatologists are like not able to like surgically remove because it's like I think most cysts can be removed, like stuff like that, but these big ass lipomas, because sometimes it can be like stuck under arteries and skin, stuff like that. So like a lot of doctors are uh like necessarily not able to do that, but Dr. Lee is like fuck it, I'll do it. Um, she's like, but if, uh, I can't cut into anything that's like, I can't cut, I'm not arteries or muscle. Like I am not going to do that. Like I will not die <laughs> on that, that sword. Uh, so like most of the time I've seen her like very few times. She's like, not, I think maybe once or something like that there, she's usually able to like get it, get the lump or whatever out. Typically a lot of them are nine. So, a lot of that's pretty good, but it's like it's interesting because I'm actually learning something from the Learning Channel TLC, the Learning Channel, who brings you all the other great hits like 90 Day Fiance, which I'm gonna get into one of those a little bit later. Um, but now I finished uh, Doctor Pimple Popper, great show. You'll actually learn something if you can deal with the surgery parts. Like it's actually very interesting about skin. Like you learn a lot. Like like you learn about like cysts, how cysts work. It's like this like sack is somehow created in your body and then it fills up with like dead skin cells and that's like all the pus and all that crazy pus and then it just grows and grows and grows and then like you could technically figure out a way like poke it in your skin and pop it but then like the sack is still there so it's just gonna grow back so like unless you surgically remove the sack that's one thing i learned lipomas are pretty big um they're typically benign but at the same time uh, if you remove it, she's able to remove them for some reason. Uh, other doctors are like, I can't touch that. <laughs> no, thank you. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's my thoughts on Dr. Pimple Popper. Um, okay. So I watched the documentary on Onision. That dude's a fucking psycho. Um, there's like Onision. He's like this YouTuber guy. I, I like, I first heard of him, um, from this YouTube channel, uh, strange eons it's like the a and the e combined thing with o n s and uh like this lesbian youtuber who talked about like her time at catholic school and then she would like read like he wrote he's written some books and like they're terrible and it's like uh he's like trying to be like this alpha male type of guy who hates his father uh speaking of his father though apparently like so they go over his life and they have this dad on the interview who they're not close together apparently he wanted to like he, they planned a vacation and he wanted at the last minute to like stay with his uh 
girlfriend when he was like 16 and so like i guess uh they got some sort of like altercation or something like that where his dad tried to take off his headphones to talk to him and uh onision or greg is his real name uh like thought his said his dad was choking him and so he started just like trying to attack his father and he ended up in like juvie shit like that and so he's like my dad choked me and then like that's not the story at all uh, you're crazy and a psychopath and can't believe people like you. Uh, He's still fucking on YouTube, I believe. Um, and then, like, they go over this girl, Shiloh, like, the sweetest girl. Like, like the sweetest girl. I guess she was, like, 16 when she met him. She, like, was a musician, too. I've never, I never heard of her until this. I'm going to be honest. I never heard. And it's like, yeah, Justin Bieber opened for me. And one time, and I opened for Lady Gaga, and I'm like, how have I still never heard of you? Like, that, those two are my shit. Um, and apparently she was, like, 16 when they met, and then uh, Greg Onision, I'm just going to call him Greg, because Greg is a stupid name. Unless your name is Greg and you're listening to this, then your name's not stupid, his name is stupid. Um, but uh, Greg would, um, Greg just started messing her, and then, like, he married his high school sweetheart at 19, and then... Uh, like they got divorced and then he tried to get it with Shiloh, the 16 year old get you. Um, and so like they had a pretty brutal, like their first time actually meeting, like she was on tour. I think I want to say like pencil, like Philadelphia maybe. And instead he was going to drive out then his car crashed, And instead he just flew out and like most people would be like, ah, I guess I'm not coming. Um, but now he really wouldn't have sex with a 16 year old. And then like apparently immediately, they had sex, and uh, she thought it was weird. <laughs> and uh, she stayed with him for too long, and he abused her horribly. Uh, there's a lot more of the story there. Uh, I don't want to get into the details because that's not funny because I that's way too deep for this show. But Shiloh's a sweet girl. Um, she needs to remove the septum piercing, though. I will say that. The septum piercing is not working for her. Very sweet girl, though. And... Uh, also with that, like, he, like, researched the age of consent for, like, Philadelphia and shit like that. I'm just going to say this to everyone out there in the world. Um, if you have to research the age of consent, she's too young for you, okay? Like, this may be controversial, but I, I could understand maybe waiting until she does turn 18 and, like, technically maintaining a friendship but that's yeah that's like gaslighting and shit like that and grooming uh he he was very much grooming this like entire thing like this dude's like fucked up and you like look at him and watch his videos i'm like how do you not fucking know this dude is psycho like this dude is a such a psycho like doesn't feel like anything he does like he seems like guys who feel like they always have an excuse for everything they do um are just fucking like gross and like i just justify my bullshit and say stupid shit like the end justifies the means and uh sometimes you have to lose the battle to win the war i just say shit like that when i do stupid shit and i'm like you know and i'm i'm not gonna argue with why i did this um because i don't i'm probably just did something stupid you know i'll just say something stupid get it over with but no like he would like grab her hair take her to the bathroom and shave her head and i was just you know and then like she she tried to leave, but she couldn't because she was scared and shit like that. And I always just, I, and, and then my dumbass brain always goes, uh, why is it that those women find it hard to leave, but uh, any woman I date can easily leave? I'm like, I'm leaving you. I'm like, all right. Maybe I should be 
Nah, I'm not going to become a shittier person. I'm already pretty bad as it is, folks. We're not going to change who I am. Uh, so eventually she got out, but then got back, and then they were engaged, and then she had a miscarriage. She got pregnant and got a miscarriage, and then Greg was like, it's over now. And uh, he was... And then, like, what? You, you're over a fuck over because of a miscarriage? Like, that's some crazy ass shit right there. Like, you want a baby, and she has a miscarriage, and you break up. Like, that's like that's not sane people logic, right there. I mean, sometimes if it's like an unplanned pregnancy, it's shit like that. Like, some people like they're like, all right, I'm gonna be a father, and then, like, and so, definitely just like a one night stand type situation. And then she has a miscarriage. I mean, like, it's it's shitty. It's a shitty situation because you feel bad. At the same time, there's like some there has to be some sort of like relief in some sense. I guess I don't know. I'm speaking out of my ass right now, so um, I'm I'm like I'm like I'm scared to like be talking on this fucking show. Um, but no, eventually he keeps like dating. Anyways, then eventually Shiloh is able to leave. Shiloh is pretty fucked up from this. So, you know, Shiloh, uh, give her a shout out and uh, basically send her good vibes. Whatever, whatever vibes, manifest good vibes. And also manifest me and Brie Larson becoming ride or dies. But also that EP is out now on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your music from. Uh, yeah, but no, yeah, I'm getting a Shiloh. And hope, but also Shiloh, the, the septum piercing is not working, okay? Very pretty, but the septum piercing is not working. All right. Eventually, like, he's dating these other underage chicks, and they go through them just kind of, like, abused her, he abused her, he abused her. I'm like, God damn, dude, what the fuck? That's my thoughts through this whole thing. Eventually, he meets Lainey, who eventually was bisexual and then became transgender, which uh, I will say Lainey... Her, when I say Lainey was a her, I'm going to say Kai is a he. So back when she, back when Kai was Lainey, uh, Lainey as a she uh, would bring in like a third underage woman into the relationship and they'd do like weird threesomes and she that woman would get abused and eventually go away and shit like that. And then Lainey became Kai and then Kai, he, Kai, uh, they're still like a thruple. And, like, it just goes up to present day, and, like, we haven't heard from Kai in a long time, and, like, uh, Greg is just crazy. You need to watch this documentary. Like, do the week trial. Uh, do, like, the plus. I went no ads because I'm ride or die. Well, you know, it's out now on Apple and uh, Spotify and shit like that. Um, so, yeah, that's a good show. Um, but also, fuck that. Fuck Greg, you know, Nisian or whatever the fuck. Um He's just going crazy. And, oh, and then Chris Hansen was in the whole thing. He's like, I'm going to track down Nisian. And then eventually he comes to his door, knocks on it, and he's like, go away. And he calls 911. Like, I have a stalker. It's Chris Hansen. That wasn't the 911 worker. I'm like, what the hell did you just fucking say right now? I'd lose my job at that moment. Chris Hansen's stalking me. I'm like, all right, this dude's either delusional. And, like, the cops are just, like, shaking hands with Chris Hansen. He's like, hey, man, it's private property. Technically, I have to leave. And they're like, all right. <laughs> the cops are just, like, chill with Chris Hansen. Hey, man, you know a lot of good in this world. FYI, <laughs> you just gotta leave. <laughs> Shit like that. And I'm like, all right. Probably should have, Chris Hansen probably should have planned that better, but whatever. Anyways, uh, that's cool. And uh, that's a great documentary. Um, really helps you understand this Onion Man in more details. So, all right. 
Uh, but the last thing I watched, and I actually just watched this today, this morning, uh, when I woke up. So it's 90 Day Fiance. It's called 90 Day Journey. So it's like it'll just focus on the couple. And it's just like a little bit of the journey. So I watched the one with Michael and Natalia. They don't have the one for Jovi and Yara, which I am super upset with. And please, please, please put that one on the internet. But I'm assuming they didn't film anything beforehand. This was like the before the 90, I guess they are eliminating before the 90 days. And like they did this because I guess they were working on discovery. Plus, I don't know if they're going to do another before the 90 days. Um, they have an episode with big Ed. So, um, I am not entirely sure. Um, Michael and Natalia. So um, to wrap up, if, I think it was one or two episodes ago. If you're if you're been a consistent listener of Cancel Sweezy, uh, so what happened? They kind of covered it a little bit. Uh, so Michael and Natalia. Natalia is from Russia somewhere, Ukraine maybe. Uh, Michael's from bumfuck nowhere, Washington. He owns a farm. Uh, and then his uncle Bo, who's his cousin technically, uh, and has no teeth. And, uh, they always put subtitles for the foreign language speaker and uncle Bo, <laughs> which is my favorite part of the show. <laughs> it's just like, so the normal English speakers, they don't have subtitles, but the English as a second language speakers do have subtitles and uncle Bo. <laughs> And I hope Uncle Bo gets his own show. Um, but, you know, like, the, basically when he went to visit her in Russia, Natalia was like, I don't love you, and gave her engagement ring back to Michael. Um, and then he's like, fine, fuck this. And then he, like, went back home and shit like that. And so, like, I guess that they were technically still together, I guess, in a it's complicated situation, but they already applied for the K-1 visa. So where 90 Day Fiancé starts is that... Uh, they were approved for the visa, but they were already not like working out as a couple. And so and, like in the beginning of this year and this series, Michael's like this happy go lucky, like friendly guy, like everyone's he's an easy guy to be friends with. I would say with Michael, um, like, you know, he talks about like how he was married for like a cup, like married. And then like she left him for another woman. Um, yeah, that situation. I mean, like, damn, that's not his fault. So it's like basically her fault kind of situation. He blew up, got really fat and lost a ton of weight. So like, he's still pretty chubby. Um, he's a super tall guy. So like, we're about the same size. I was taller. Uh, but anyways, like he's really, you know, he's working on himself, met Natalia through friends. Uh, and then, you know, met from there and then they got engaged and shit like that. And then this whole series, they're just like fighting. So the time, cause Natalia is just annoying as fuck. <laughs> um, like she'll like, I am. So one thing I didn't realize though, they didn't, they didn't show this in the show. And so, okay, so when I mentioned, like, in the, I'm trying to wrap up what I've already talked about before. So with Michael, uh, Natalia called him and just like, hey, I was proof of my K-1 visa. Do you want me to come? And he, he was just like, fuck, I don't know if I like you. And then he's like, all right, come to America <laughs> for your 90 days. <laughs> and so she comes for the 90 days. Um, so, like, she comes. like, And they're not even really a couple. And, like, he's not – they're – I don't know if they're technically engaged or not, but like she does not have the engagement ring and kind of like you may have to catch up with the show. I don't want to spoil anything else for you. Um, but so like they're basically like that. So this is like the origin story of how that came. So it's a weird difference, like understanding this couple to go with and then now going back to the actual origin story, which is like a super weird thing. Um, so like Natalia is super Christian. Um, 
except she, her, her and Michael are having un, uh, premarital sex, which was against what I grew up with. But nevertheless, he persisted. Um, but like Michael mentioned, like in the like the kind of recap they got, we got on the actual 90 Day Fiance, that like I don't necessarily believe in a god. I just believe in being a good person. Like, and I'm like that's respectful. And then, but I'm not going to judge anyone else on their beliefs. Everyone's allowed to their own beliefs, which. I, that's mainly my perspective. It's just everyone's okay with their beliefs. Just be a good person, you know, have good values. So get with that. But on the show though, they reveal Michael is into the ancient alien shit and that's what he believes. So he believes the pyramids were helped being built by aliens and like Stonehenge is, was like a alien beacon I've watched a lot of alien, ancient aliens too. I, I've watched a lot of terrible TV. Like everyone's like, "Have you seen this great show?" I'm like, "No, I have not seen it." Have you watched 90 Day Fiance? <laughs> because that's the TV I watch. Um, and so, like, he believes in that shit. Like, if you haven't watched Ancient Aliens, it's like you read the idea. Some of the interesting things. Like, I grew up, you know, obviously evangelical. I'm an ex-evangelical now. Uh, but you realize these things, like, and then Jesus, like, and then like an angel descend to Earth. Fear not. And they're like, oh, that's an alien. Like, they would know that's an alien. Like, aliens were, like, a normal thing in the past. So he believes in that shit. I didn't realize that. So now I am watching the show a lot differently, folks. Um, But, so that's really funny. And so Natalia is like, we don't share the same... If you're not Christian, we don't have the same values. And then Michael's like, what the fuck do you mean we don't have the same values? And then, like, they keep arguing all the fucking time about this. And then he's like, look, if we're both Christians and we have a child, they're going to go to school and they're going to learn a bunch of other different shit. So, like, you shouldn't have that big of a deal. Like, their values technically line up with each other. So that's a problem. But Natalia is just kind of... See, that's a, okay, that's a problem with English sec- as a second language speakers. Like, you can't necessarily get their intelligence level, right? Because a second, like, when you're, well, you're, you originally speak, like, Russian, and then you learn English as a second language, like, just the lost in translation idea, like, you don't understand someone as well. So, like, we, I can't necessarily wrap my head around, like, how smart or dumb is Natalia? Because my mind wants to say she's pretty fucking dumb, but also... I can't get a good read on an English as a second language speaker. So, like, because I want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. But, uh, I mean, everyone else on the show is just kind of weird. But I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's just funny. Like, his, his like, religious beliefs went, for, in my mind, went from, um, I'm just kind of agnostic. Um, anything could be out there, but I don't confirm. I'm just trusting in good values. Agnostic atheist, like a good agnostic atheist to, oh, I believe aliens exist. Uh, they, they, they were the ones in the Bible and that shit. I'm like, what? How do you transition from that shit? Um, that's fucking weird. And then I've already mentioned this though, but I still have it in my notes. Uh, when the foreign language speaker speaks English, they do subtitles for our benefit. But when Uncle Bo speaks, they also do subtitles because they assumed that no one is going to understand a single fucking word he says because he doesn't have teeth. And that's, that's a, that's a big fact. 
Um, so yeah, that finished that. Uh, one more thing I'm going to say about the 90 day journey. I'm gonna probably watch a couple more. I don't know if I'm going to go over it on the show. Um, but people are like, Michael apparently is in a ton of debt just cause he bought his parents property and stuff like that. So he's still paying that off and he has some credit card debt. And so he, that's a big topic on like, Hey, I'm not ready for kids yet. I want to make sure that we get this debt figured out. Then we can start going raw. And, uh, so that's a big deal for him. But, um, also, okay, god damn it, I just fucking forgot my train of thought. Can can we um but oh no, yeah, so he's talking about credit card debt. And then he's like, you know, I spent a little bit of money to do this, but I'm gonna go fly out to Natalia to go see her in Russia. That makes me think though, TLC, what the fuck? Like you're getting free content from this person, you're not gonna help him play like pay for fucking plane tickets and shit. Come on, TLC. You can do better than that. That's not fucking cool. You need to be fucking paying for the plane tickets. You're not technically being like i technically would consider these people your employees you need to be fucking paying for shit like plane tickets just helping them fucking get places i'm like you don't need to be putting up in five-star resorts and shit like that but plane tickets to see their significant other like come on come on tlc stop being so fucking stingy come on Come on, that's not fucking cool. TLC, you need to start paying for fucking the plane tickets to get them there so they can deliver the content that you're using them for, okay? It's like, if you, you, it's okay that they're like, well, I'm going to be on TV and I'm going to give you content, so therefore you're going to give me a plane ticket to go see my significant other in a foreign country. And I'm not going to go in debt to be on your fucking TV show. TLC, stop being so fucking stingy, Okay. This episode is brought to you by Duke Cannon Supply Company's Beer and Bourbon Box. Duke Cannon hails from a simpler time, a time when the term handyman was redundant, a time when chivalry wasn't considered old-fashioned. Duke Cannon's purpose is simple, to make superior quality grooming goods that meet the high standards of hard-working men. In the history of great duos, the partnership of beer and bourbon is even more important to our way of life than mac and cheese, or if you're across the pond, fish and chips. Comes complete with three big beer soaps, a delicious scented sandalwood soap made with old Milwaukee beer, a fresh citrus woodsy offering made with Deschutes fresh squeezed IPA, and a warm cedar scent made with Budweiser and one Big American Bourbon Soap, a rich oak barrel scented bar made with Buffalo Trace bourbon. A perfect gift for the gentleman who needs to appreciate a fine drink and a distinguished fragrance. Women love a distinguished fragrance, and this is perfect for that man in your life. Use the link in our description today, and that way you can get free shipping on your order over $20. And when you support our sponsors, you also support this show. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Are you depressed? Feeling too lazy to cook for yourself? Are you wanting to support local restaurants in your area because they're struggling due to the pandy? Well, DoorDash is here to save the day. If you don't know of DoorDash, they bring you food you are craving directly to your door. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local favorites and your favorite national chains such as Chipotle, Wendy's, and even the Cheesecake Factory. Your favorite restaurant is still open for delivery, so download the DoorDash app using the link in the description 
of this episode. It's all contactless delivery to keep my community and yours safe. Get $10 off each of your first three DoorDash orders over $15 when you sign up using the link in the description. Again, that's $10 off your first three orders over $15 when you use the link in our description. And when you support our sponsors, you also support this show. All right, folks, it's time for me to be giving you the best relationship advice I have been given from my experience as a human on this earth. And you will know that I fixed you. So let's get into it, folks. Um, Let's go with this first question I have here. Total gentleman or just that night? Or I'm going to start this over. Total gentleman or just not into me? So my guy acquaintance invited me over to his place for movie slash food and was a total gentleman, made zero moves, but always super attentive and wanted to make sure I was comfortable, super friendly and enjoys teasing me. We hung out for six hours at his place, talking for hours and watching movies, but he hasn't outwardly made it clear he likes me that way. I am not sure what to think at all. He gave me a hug on the street before I left, and it was a close hug. Not like a quick one between friends. Does anyone have, anyone think there is something here? Should I take initiative? Have you been in this situation before? I've known him for about three months from a work setting and hung out in group settings mostly so far. So, um, best advice I'm going to give for you. So, there is this idea that men are supposed to be giving, doing the first move and trying to initiate everything like that. But I mean, I'm aware of this and I know most women expect this, but also at the same time, I think it's okay to make for women to make an initiative on a man. Um, especially I do think actually, if I could just speak my mind for a minute, I think it's, it would be a better idea for women to be the ones to start making the initiative instead of men, because this idea, you know, of the me too, and obviously cancel culture, which I'm not getting canceled for that because I've thought about it and I'm not doing anything that shitty to women. Uh, my exes will let you know. Um, so, um, in the meantime, so though, I think this guy, he may like you. Um, I'm going to say 75% he does like you. The hug indicates a lot. Um, okay. Also with this initiative idea. So it's, I think it's better for women to make the initiative. And so if like a man rejects, you know, if like you want to get, you want to be like, I want to suck your dick. And then you reach for the dick and take it out and start trying to suck it. And he's like, get the hell off me. You thought get away from me. Um, there's a good chance because theoretically and from most, from the average men, are physically built stronger than women. Now, I know some of you will disagree with that. I'm just going with basic science here. And this idea of a man could, if man wants to have sex with you and you don't want to have sex with him, there's this idea of, like, he can hold you down because he's stronger than you and take advantage of you. But in the opposite situation where you're the one who wants him to make an initiative, but you should take the initiative in this situation. I believe you should do that because technically if he's not interested in doing that, 
um, he's going to let you know, and you're not going to get the chance to do anything, okay? So that's going to be the basic situation. I feel like we should stop shaming this idea of women taking the initiative. I th- I'm actually very much encouraging women to take the initiative because in my situation, like, I've been harassed by women. I'm like, yeah, you're, I know some of you are surprised, but no, I, I get a lot of it. But uh, actually, no, you probably already knew that. Um, but the situation is different. That's how, like, when I kind of realized the Me Too movement was different was that when I have been sexually harassed by women, I could still take advantage over the situation. With a lot of women, they don't get that opportunity in the situation. Like, if a woman tried to, like, I don't, there's no situation where a woman could try and rape me unless she's six foot seven, uh, 250 pounds of muscle. That's like the only situation I'd get raped. And that's for a lot of men. We're going to be honest. It's for a lot of men too. I'm not, I'm just speaking for myself here. So I think he's just being a gentleman because obviously the, the whole me too movements has scared a lot of men, a lot of the good ones and the good ones are going to be extra cautious. I, um, not as good as him. I like categorize like, okay, let's, let's try this. I'm gonna put my hand on her back. I'm gonna rub it for a second. She likes it. Uh, then try cuddling and shit like that. For, this is foreplay king shit that I can't tell you. Secrets I cannot tell you. So, um, you should be the one to initiate in that situation. If you really like him, you should try to initiate the shit. If you don't, if you want him to be the one to initiate it and you're not on board for that, uh, stop being a thought and leave him. Okay. All right. Next question I got here. Um, okay. My boyfriend is mad at me because I got myself a vibrator. I have been in a relationship with my boyfriend for about nine months. Sex is good, but I always have trouble climaxing. I have always had trouble climaxing during sex, no matter what. So it's not like it's his fault or anything. Our sex life is good and I'm overall happy with it. But lately I really wanted to know what it feels like to have an orgasm since I have never had one in my entire life. So I go on Amazon. I buy the first brighter vibrator that vibrator that I thought looked good and used it when my boyfriend was at work. I lay in my bed, tried to relax, and after I got in the mood, I tried it on me, and after a little bit, I felt like a strange sensation, like something was building up, and I finally, for the first time, came! I literally couldn't stop shaking and crying after because I was so happy and I couldn't wait to tell my boyfriend because I thought he would be happy too. After he comes back to work, I literally tell him what I just told you guys and and he starts throwing a tantrum and screaming about how I thought he wasn't enough and how shit and how shit I made him feel. And then he went on like this for the next 20 minutes, just screaming and ranting very loudly. The night he wanted to sleep on the couch in the morning, he didn't even talk to me. Now I don't know what to do. Any ideas on how to fix this? I need your help. So here's the situation I have for you. Um, I, so with men, there is this idea of like being able to satisfy your woman. And that's why like, we all like talk about like wanting a big, big dick ideas all the time. Like, Oh, I'm having a big dick, you know? Um, it's like, cause you, we think on, cause according to porn, big dicks are the only thing that are ever going to be able to satisfy a woman. And so it just makes us all like self-conscious and we have to like hold that in. And 
not be shitty about that. So this idea that you're not able to get off without a vibrator is that's just ruining his self-esteem. And that's why he's mad because he's probably a knucklehead and does not know any other way to react other than that. But I'm here and I am here to realize I'm someone who takes a lot of antidepressants and that helps a lot in the bedroom. Um, sometimes, as long as you're aroused, as long as you're not boing, uh, it can be a little bit helpful. But um, this, the thing is, though, um, th- like there's some women that take a long time, some women very quick, not that hard to get them going, and, you know, a lot of shit like that. So mainly he's self-conscious about this situation where um, he can't satisfy you. It just makes him feel like less of a man. It's like this this primal instinct. It's like we have to satisfy women. And, you know, since I take a lot of – I, like I said, I just had this conversation with TJ. Um, a king should last longer than 30 seconds. I'm like, bitch, I take a lot of Hedges presents. more likely that she won't let me finish. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think his just feelings are hurt. Um, he feels like he should be enough for you and, uh, you, uh, you need extra assistance on your end. So, um, the only thing I can say, um, maybe a vibrating cock ring, do not buy the cheap $10 one that I bought for Austin Doyle for his wedding because he said it didn't work very well. And then his wife said they threw it away. So I know which one is lying to me, which is a very good situation. I know which one was lying to me and which one was honest and uh they tried it out and they lied to me about not using it so uh i hope they had a fight about that because that is a non-divorce fight that is caused by me and is funny to me so um yeah so uh your boyfriend is just having his feelings hurt and you have to make him feel valued and appreciated so, uh, maybe, uh, don't mention that, Hey, you've never made me orgasm, but this vibrator did. Yeah. He's, he's probably going to have his feelings hurt. Uh, just look at that from that side. All right. Next question. Um, I don't know anything about women about talking to women. All right. I'm here to help you, bud. So I'm 19, a virgin, and I've never had a girlfriend. I'm really awful at talking to women and meeting them since I just tend to get nervous before I speak to them and just end up chickening out and not talking to them. This means that at this point, whilst most guys have female friends, dated, had sex, etc., I've done none of that. I don't have any female friends and haven't since I was 11. I fear not. I fear now that I'm fo- just falling behind everyone else and it will get to the point where no girl would want to date me because I've never had a girlfriend or because I'm a virgin or anything is seeing it as a major red flag. This has in turn made me desperate and more afraid to try anything since I've been badly hurt in the past and still get reminded of it. I did once manage to kiss a girl, but that was only because she took complete control and even then I was terrified and ended up telling her to stay away and not date me. Even if I did somehow manage to get a girlfriend, I have no idea uh, what you're supposed to do and most likely she would get bored of me quickly and find a better guy. I'm not sure what to do. Okay, buddy, you got to 
build up your self-esteem a little bit, bud. Um, I I think I had my I had this really bad lip infection a couple of years ago, and like I gained a ton of weight, and that like ruined all my self-esteem. Um, but then I decided to try to work on my own self-esteem. I have a lot of bad self-esteem problems, so I'll I'll tell you there. Um, uh, women are not attracted to guys who talk shit on themselves, so stop talking shit about yourself. Uh, keep that inside. Um, you be the shit. I don't think there's anything wrong. You're 19 years old. I'm 27, and I think you're fine. Um, you're you're going to be fine. Um, this idea of losing your virginity, I feel like we put such an like a idolization on like losing your virginity, which I just think is so fucking stupid. Uh, and I feel like we put ideas on like your virgin, when you lose your virginity and then when do like how many partners have you had? And then like, once you're married, it's like, how many partners do you have before you get married? Like we'll put an idea on that. So I mean, like in my mind, like I don't believe anyone, I'm never going to ask anyone, how many partners have you had? Uh, and just, I just don't think that's important. Or when did you lose your virginity? I don't think those are important questions. We idolize like this idea of losing your virginity so much. It's just so fucking stupid. Um, it's literally just, I just, we put so much, like, I feel like sex is a good thing, but we put so much emphasis on like having sex the first time, how many partners we've had. Like, it's not a big deal. How many partners we have? I will never tell anyone how many partners I've had. Um, I'm not married yet, so I'm probably gonna have more, hopefully fingers crossed people. And, uh, I don't think we should be, we should be treating it like that. I honestly, I have not kept count and I don't think it's important. I don't think I remember when I first lost it, but I've drank so much and I'm so mentally ill until I've been on this current medication. That's like, yeah, I probably couldn't tell you, but honestly though, if you think it's a red flag being a virgin, um, obviously this idea of losing your virginity for the first time, is a bit weird. It's not a red flag, but it's weird because like for me, like I don't want to be with a virgin in my mind. It's just cause that's a lot of pressure because, cause like we've idolized this idea of like your first time having sex is so important, which part of it is. And then the majority of it isn't, it's, it's so much about sex. We just, we've ruined the at least in the united states i don't know where you're from we've ruined sex in the united states we've like idolized this idea of like your virginity who there's virginity to and like most people like whoever they lost their virginity to uh is probably some dumbass who's working at some dumbass place and lives in some dumbass town and shit like that so um yeah bud um you're 19 don't be fucking worried about your virginity um best suggestion just fucking lose it to whoever the fuck you want figure out someone who'd have sex with you have sex with them uh may have to lower your standards just get it out of the way honestly it's like your virginity if you want to lose your virginity do it don't it's not that fucking big of a deal we just fucking ruin everything in our lives for the hell of it anyways but uh work on your self-esteem uh realize that being a virgin and sex it, it's important in a relationship, but having had sex, like sex itself is not a big deal. There's two types of sex. There's just 
fun sex. And then if you've listened to my EP, uh, Ride or Die, out on all streaming platforms, I go over this idea of, of fairy tale lovers in the sheets, which I, a couple of people ask me about. I, I tell them, I just honestly tell them, like, that's sex when you actually like the person. Because there's, there's sex when you don't like them, and there's sex when you do like them. And there's, I mean, obviously there's sex where it's like, oh, I, yeah, there's sex when you like the person, and there's sex when you don't like the person, and you just want to nut. So that's the idea there. Um, what do you, what kind of sex do you want? Because both sex are, both kinds of sex is valid, but I, you know, like it when you love someone, but at the same time, just figure your shit out, bud. Uh, don't feel ashamed of who you are. All right, let's go to the next one. Would it be weird if I asked my boyfriend to brush my hair again? Oh, this is weird, and I feel embarrassed because I'm kind of a loss, at a loss. Okay, so my hair has been getting long again thanks to the lockdown. Last time my hair was long was like freshman year of high school, like five years ago. My egg donor always wanted my hair long, but it was very painful when she would brush it. I have curly hair. So anyways, one day my boyfriend randomly started to brush my hair. It's the first time someone brushed my hair and was gentle. It was very relaxing. My question is, is that I kind of want to ask my boyfriend if he could brush my hair again. It's been a few months and I just want to have that relaxing feeling again. I'm just wondering, would you find it weird if your girlfriend asked you to brush her their hair again? Or how can I ask him if he could brush my hair? I am not really good at voicing what I would like. Thank you. Okay. So this is going to be a little bit different for a man to kind of understand. Uh, obviously, you see I have the some of the best hair ever. Uh, because I put effort into how I look and shit like that because I do a podcast on screen with other people. Um, but what I will say, so on my end, I understand where you're coming from because um, typically before COVID, I would get my hair washed when I got a haircut, mainly because I put a lot of products in. And it's just better like they wash it out before they cut it because – um, they're not cutting my hair with product in it is different than without. So I get your point and I love fucking getting my hair washed because they like basically massage your, it's basically almost like a head massage when you get it washed and it's just, it feels really good. And, uh, basically I like to keep, I basically been keeping the side shorts mainly because women like touching the sides of it and it feels really nice. There's like a part of your head that just like there's like a comfort zone when someone touches it and brushes it and stuff like that. That's why like dogs like getting pet because that's basically their whole body. And then they get mad when you stop petting them. Like, what the fuck are you doing right now? You fucking stop that bitch. I'm a fucking dog. You need to worship me. That's why dogs love getting pets so much. So like we have to realize humans also enjoy getting pet too. It's not a weird thing. This idea that we like getting our heads touched. It's just a very comforting thing. Um, I don't think, okay, so the, the bringing it up is going to be a little bit weird, but um, at the same time, it's going to be a little bit weird, but if that's your weird kink, you know how many fucking guys like will want you to dissolve the dead skin off your feet and mail it to them? You know how many guys buy used panties and socks off women? 
if this is like your kink, this is not a big deal. Your boyfriend brushes your hair. It's like, it's this idea. So with Dr. Drew and his wife, uh, cannot remember her name at the moment. Susan Pinsky. That's her name. Um, Drew Pinsky and Susan Pinsky. Um, basically Dr. Drew fucks like every night of his entire life. Like he fucks all the time. Like every, like most guys are like, you know, I could, I could have sex once a day and I'd be fine. Like that's like a manageable idea for most men, but he like, he gets the half B BJs where it's like you, uh, it's like what porn is like you get a blowjob before sex and then has that he knows anal with his wife and shit like that and like they fuck all the time apparently so um that's the idea and apparently he like he gets a lot of blowjobs apparently from his wife like half blowjobs like still has to like finish in her well no he had prostate cancer so his his finishing is different than most people but uh basically but he then we also learned that he also rubs his wife's feet every day like when she's done with the day and everything like he just like will sit on the couch and he'll just like rub her feet and they watch tv and shit like that so i mean with with situations like that it's it's like a little bit different so um you may have to be given back a little bit if you know what i mean um to your man, uh, after he brushes your hair, like you feel comfortable, you, he's done it for a while, then you're you're gonna have to fuck his cock. You're gonna have to mouth fuck his cock. That's just all that's gonna be able to happen. But no, I feel like that's not like the weirdest kink to have. I would say like one of my weirdest ideas I've ever had is like, all right, look, I wanna get a blowjob, but then I also wanna get my hair washed. So, I mean, like that's not a weird, I mean, it's it's different, but also like you have to get two consenting people involved with it, which is kind of weird. But no, you're fine. Um, just be like, hey, you know that one time you brushed my hair? Uh, I really like that. And if you do a good job, I will suck your dick. And that is the best thing. Sorry, Josh, if you're listening. Josh is also the author of Tracking Desire, A Journey After Swallow-Tailed Kites. Go check it out on Amazon. I think if you get Kindle Unlimited, you get a copy of it. I believe, okay, so I'm going to move on from sucking dick after you getting hairbrushed. Okay. My girlfriend won't let me watch porn. All right, we got a, we got a good one here. Uh, she made me promise her I wouldn't watch any porn. It's not like she caught me watching it and I wasn't an addict or anything. She just said that the thought of me watching it makes her uncomfortable, which I get. At first, she said we could have sex as much as possible, so... I wouldn't be tempted to watch it. It was great for the first week. We had sex every night, and she initiated a lot. That was months ago, and now we are back to a schedule of having sex maybe a couple times a week on her terms. She won't initiate sex and doesn't seem interested. I watch porn to get off every now and then, and then I lie to her and tell her I haven't been watching at all since I promised her I didn't care what to do. Um... So, um, there's a couple situations I could see myself in if I were you. Um, what I would say is, like I said, I've, I've already mentioned on the show, um, for men, jizz is a poison and we have to get it out of our body. It's a poison. We have to get it out of our body. So, I mean, obviously in an ideal situation on my mind is the idea of, Hey, I have a sexual partner, and anytime I want to have sex, she's okay with it. But obviously, 
that is not like a realistic situation that will happen in this world. Like a woman is not willing to have sex anytime you want to have sex for a man because men just need a nut and uh, go go about their business. That's a big, big thing for men. We we eat, we sleep, we nut and uh, everything else is kind of there in between. Unless you have anxiety like me and things are a lot different. But um, with this idea, she doesn't want you watching porn. She's a little bit jealous. She she probably has a weird jealousy that you prefer porn over her is what I will say. Um, so I think if you can, if there's a way to have a conversation, it's like, look, I, I need to not, if we could, I want to like create like an educational program. Like, look, ladies, men need to not, a good man will not guilt trip you into having sex. So he has blue balls shit like that. Like, I don't think blue balls, blue balls exist for all the ladies out there who do not know blue balls do exist, but it is not an excuse for a man, for you to have to have sex with a man. But also at the same time, if a man has blue balls, it hurts like fucking hell. And he needs to nut nutting men need to nut. So I feel, I feel like this idea of you need to talk with him or, uh, or you need to talk to with your girlfriend it's like look i have specific needs i need to at least nut when i need to obviously you need to tell her in this idea it's like look i know me watching porn is bad but in any case i would say i prefer having sex with you over porn if i had to make that decision i had to have sex with you over porn so in this ideal situation the idea is hey honey let's i'm really horny will you have sex with me and then she says i am not in the mood and then you're like okay i'm gonna go masturbate now that would be a perfect ideal she's okay with it you're okay with it everything is fine that's the ideal situation um you do have a healthy sex life and everything i'm seeing here uh, from what it sounds like but if she can understand that like hey this is poison in my body i have to get rid of it if you don't want to help me, I'm just going to do it myself. And if the, like I say, if you're masturbating more than you're having sex, well, no, there's like a weird balance to it. It's so, it's so weird. Um, there's no proper way to do it, like to explain it. Um, but this idea of have a, have a healthy sex life, but do not force her into having sex with you just not on your own. It's a weird situation. Everyone has to figure it out, but um, if she's not like say like look, I love you and I will always put sex with you over porn, but sometimes I need a nut and if you're not willing, I'm just gonna do it to this this video of two step siblings <laughs> doing it. That's fake. All right. Is twenty five too old? Hi, I met the this really sweet and cute guy and we got along so well. But then he said he was twenty five. Is that too old? I really like him, though. And you said you're eighteen. Um, as long as you're not in high school, that is okay. If you're in high school, wait till you graduate high school. Then you can date that guy. Um, I remember when I was. I still feel like I'm twenty. I'm twenty seven now. I still feel like I'm twenty five. I might be stuck at that age. That's something I need to talk with a therapist about. But why would I see a therapist when I have this podcast? I could just talk with you guys about it. Um, yeah, no, that's a, like a real situation though. But um, 
I would say 18. 18 is a weird age. Um, legally, I think it's okay. And I would say if you like him and he's a good guy and you can just kind of like get the vibe that he's a good guy, it's okay. But um, make sure you're out of high school. I, I feel like for me, one, I feel like 18-year-olds, I'm 27. So an 18-year-old is nine years younger than me at this point, which I'm not in. No, that's that's weird. That's too weird to me. Like, because I grew up, I grew up in Kansas, which is like this idea of like the world pausing itself on a certain decade, like the 70s, 80s, 90s, stuff like that. That's like the idea of Kansas. And so I try to, I mean, I try to get that through my music. But it's just like, if you don't know who My Chemical Romance is, you don't know who Fall Up, if you don't know the good Fall Up Boy songs, you don't know Paramore, like you don't know the music I'm into, like you don't understand that. Like you don't understand, you've never heard of like a mix CD, like you're too young for me. Um, 25 though, um, as long as you're out of high school, I think it's fine. And as long as he's a good guy, but if you're not, if you're still in high school and you're 18, stay away from this guy. He's weird. Okay. I don't want to date anyone in high school and I don't think you should date anyone out of high school. I mean, there's a girl that I would have dated out of high school, but I'm also a man, which is different. All right. Next question. Girl that is really hard to understand needs advice. Okay. I feel like you really went on your research for this. All right. She acts like we are in a relationship but doesn't want to be public or be in a relationship. She says this is because she has an issue of going from relationship to relationship and cheating or, or flirting with new guys when she feels a relationship is ending and she can't do that to me if we aren't legit. How much how old did she, Oh, you haven't put your age in this. Okay. All right. All right, number two. She jumps back and forth between being cuddly and mushy to being very distant and pushing me away. This has led to me being often offended, often feeling used or rejected because she only wants anything when she wants it. This is especially sucks because she makes me feel like an asshole if I fall asleep or don't want to meet with her that day. It's like I only exist to her when she wants me around. At least that's how it makes me feel. Uh, everyone listening to this already has an idea what I'm going to say. Whenever I bring up something she do she's done that's upset me, she makes it about her, the sex, because I can't bring up issues or f how I'm feeling because she immediately makes it about her. When I try to break up with her, she makes me feel like an asshole and pulls me back in. I said, I just want to be friends because she didn't want to commit. And she said, you make me feel terrible because it's either all or nothing for you. I said, I want to break up because she ignores my feelings. And she got, got, she said, you make me feel like I'm a toxic, terrible person. And that's totally unfair because I, if you communicated better, I'd be more willing to listen. What should I do? How do I talk to her? Okay. So I really want to give you the right answer on this. So I'm going to go everything point from point and reread everything from my doing. Just give me a second. Doesn't want to be public. Okay. So I'm going to go to point number one. She doesn't want to be public about the relationship because she goes from guy to guy and cheats and shit like that. Um, that's a red flag. You should be aware of that. Um, she, like I say, on this show, we are all about ride or die. My EP that is out now on all the streaming services. 
Um, so this is not a ride or die. She's not willing to go full throttle for you. Um, she is not worth your time. And she does not like, she does not seem like she wants to be the one to commit to you. She wants you to be around for her when it's appropriate for her. It's like my song, Oof, that's on Ride or Die. Uh, she says words in a particular way. She doesn't like it when I want her to stay. She likes to come then leave my place because I'm lonely as hell and I got to move on. Uh, she Okay, so yeah, she doesn't look like she's a ride or die. So she's not fully ready to ride or die with you. All right, next thing she has, she jumps back and forth between being cuddly and mushy to being very distant and pushing me away. This has led to me being often used or rejected because she only wants anything when she wants it. This especially sucks because she makes me feel like an asshole if all I want, if I fall asleep. Okay, so she's using you. So when she wants you, she wants you. But when she doesn't want you, she doesn't want you. Another red flag. We got two red flags up in here in this situation. And I like to, I'm acting probably like I'm better than you in this situation. I'm not. I've, I've done all this shit. I, everything I'm going to read here, I've done all of this shit. And I can't be acting like I'm a better person than you. So I'm just, I want you to know I understand where you're coming from. Whenever I bring up something she's done that upsets me, she makes it about her. Yep, uh, she. this sucks because I can't bring up issues or how I f I'm feeling because she immediately makes it about her. Yep, that's another red flag. So we're three for three right now on red flags. Um, in relationship, there's how you feel, how she feels. There's obviously this this idea of she's she's not meant to be your therapist you're not meant to be her therapist idea i will say that but this idea that when you have a problem with her she makes it a problem about you is her defending her shitty ideals upon you and you should not deal with that shit three for three on red flags all right let's go to number four in the last section when i try to break up with her she makes me feel like an asshole and pulls me back i said i just want to be friends because she didn't want to commit and she said you make me feel terrible because it's either all or nothing i said well, i want to break up with it because she ignores my feelings and she got sad you make me feel like i'm a talking terrible person and that's totally unfair because if you communicate better you would be more listening yeah you don't want him to communicate better because you're a toxic fucking bitch she is toxic that's four for four on the uh, Shweezy red flag scale, this bitch is all red flags and nothing else. So, um, all I can say, dude. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a. I know there's like a reasonable answer I should give you. I'm gonna give you my answer. Um, use her for sex and nothing else. She is only useful for sex and your emotion the emotional side of your life she is not useful for do not confront or confide in her and any idea of a like emotional uh support some more emotional baggage do not do anything emotional with her she is only useful for sex and nothing else this is a toxic human being who it'd be better who would probably not be good on this earth but is this is the type of woman who is only good for sex uh for an actual relationship she is not good this is not a ride or die this is what i wrote the entire first ep on 
I have a person in my mind. I can relate to that. Every single song, I can probably relate to her exactly. I understand the this person, like this the person. I feel like I wrote this. I, I honestly, I'll get to the point where I'll tell you. I feel like I could have wrote this. I could have wrote this this message to me. Um, she's only good for. I'll, so I'm going to tell you. Do not get emotionally attached to this person. She is only good for sex. If you get the sex, you get the sex, and then you'd be like, fuck you. Like, I don't give a shit about you. Because this this is the type of person she's only good for sex, going to die alone, and deserves to die alone, folks. She deserves to die alone because she is shit, toxic, and Britney Spears said, I'm addicted to you because you know that I'm toxic. But toxic people are not good, okay? You wouldn't eat rat poison. You wouldn't download a car. You wouldn't download a car. All right, here we go. We're going to move on. That was a, that was too personal for me. I forgot my boyfriend's birthday. That's rough, buddy. Uh, I remembered it two nights later. <laughs> Y'all, I have never been so ashamed of myself. This is an unprecedented level of worst girlfriend ever for me. You said y'all, so you're one of my people. Uh, you're a southerner which I'm a weird, I used to live in the Midwest and then I moved here and I'm like, I'm going to say y'all now. <laughs> I started saying y'all out of fucking nowhere. Um, he said he's not upset because he knows how I handle stress and his birthday was during a very intense week, but still is, this is a fuck, this is fucked up, you know? We're long distance, I'm a student, so money is tight and my free time is limited until my finals are over next Friday. I'll be seeing him then for two weeks. Guys, help me. How do I make this up to him? So... I'm going to be honest with you. He probably doesn't care that you forgot it. I'm going to be honest. He probably does not care. Um, anyways, I know it sounds like you're a ride or die, obviously out on any streaming platform. So I want to help you. Um, when you see him, give him a blowjob. That's all you need to do. Just be like, just start, just put your hands on his pants. Just take it out on your own. And suck it dry, Mark. Just suck it dry. That's all you need to do. Just give him a blowjob. Men are simple creatures. I guarantee you he's really not that upset about it. Like, unless he's... Normal men are not upset about that shit. Men like me are very upset about that shit. And that's why I'm single, because I would get upset on something like that. Uh, so just give him a blowjob, and he'll be better. Because blowjobs cure every fucking problem that has ever existed in the entire world for men women not really but for men if you want to solve a problem for men in the world just give them a low job that's all you need to do next question how can i make my boyfriend feel desired i have been with my boyfriend for more than a year it's an amazing relationship we are really happy to be together and we love each other dearly my boyfriend is wonderful. I love him so much. We have been in long-distance relationship for eight months, and it is a bit hard to see each other, but we managed to do it. He was with me this week, and one night we played a game. It was a question, and he had to respond to it on a scale of 1 to 10. I asked him, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much you feel desired with me. And he told me 7.5. Honestly, 
I've been a bit shocked because I didn't think it would be that bad. I'm always here for him. I supported everything. I tell him that I love him and that he is handsome several times a day. I massage him regularly. So, of course, I've asked him how could I change that, but he told me he didn't know. I've been thinking about it since then, but his love language is contact and touch, especially cuddle. But since we are in a long-distance relationship, it is complicated. Plus, he had really bad relationships before, toxic ones, cheating ones, and it had clearly impacted him. He's also insecure, and he has some mental health problems. I already convinced him to go to therapy. It is a process. I don't want to push him too hard. So I was wondering, what could I do to make him feel more desired slash loved. I really love him, and he means the world to me. I want him to feel like he is the most precious on earth. Damn, I wish I was with you. Damn, you're a rioter. Die! Now on Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere else, you know. Um, so, I guess a couple things. Um, let me think, because this one, I should have probably thought a little bit more beforehand on this one. Um, but no, I, I feel like I, I get you. I, I, I understand you. You're a ride or die. Um, he's probably just, he's probably in a weird spot too. 7.5 is not that bad of a score. Um, I think the idea what he wants, he's probably the kind of guy who wants you to be obsessed with him. Um, so you might have to do that. Um, maybe touch his penis out of context because you didn't mention anything like that. Um, just start grabbing it and being nice to him. Uh, you may have to fuck him because it'll be hard and you don't want to give a guy blue, your boyfriend blue balls. I feel like the worst thing to do would be give your boyfriend blue balls. Um, yeah, just make sure like he's penis. And then you said he's, he call him handsome. And I've gotten to a point where I've been called handsome and I was like, I don't want to be handsome. I want to be called, I want to be sexy, you know? Like, Jason Momoa is sexy. I want to be sexy. So, like, you try to work on yourself to be sexy. Like, men, I mean, like, our moms call us handsome. But we want to be sexy. We want to be attractive. So maybe make them feel sexy. Okay? You know, men are, you know, we're, women are like, I wish men would cry. And then they do cry. And they're like, I don't want to fuck you. So it's like that idea. So, you know, make them feel special. Make them feel like he's the most attractive man on earth. Give him penis touches. Sorry, Josh. I know you don't like penis touches. A journey after Swallow Kites out now. Um, so um, that's going to be the only thing I can say on that. Um, I, I, 7.5 out of 10, I don't think that's that bad. But also, ha- I feel like the idea of handsome is different from being sexy, hot, like smoke show type of idea so like you have to realize that handsome is like our moms call us handsome like you know dads don't call the daughters like damn girl i want to you shit with that ass like men don't say that to their daughters but like moms say yo you're so handsome sweetie to their sons so handsome is not the right word uh make him feel sexy all right that's what you need to do all right we're on the last question folks it's been a long one Oh my god, I've had... Oh yeah, this is the one I did research with. Uh, I had a threesome with two guys who I found out were brothers after we were done. So I hooked up with these two guys, and it was all fun and games. However, the entire time I noticed they weren't doing anything with each other. Just tag-teaming me type of thing. I didn't think much of it. 
cops can be weird like that. So I just casually asked them afterwards. We were done how they know each other. <laughs> and they told me they're brothers. At first I was shaken, but after thinking about it, like I'm like, I'm their prerogative. I guess. Why should I care? But like, should I be weirded out? Is this a normal reaction? Is it incest if they're not doing anything to each other? At what point have I crossed the line? Uh, this is weird, dude. All right. I've had to talk to a couple of friends about this. This is like the one prepared moment I've done for the show. Um, so I talked to Josh, obviously author of Tracking Desire, A Journey After Swallowtail Kites. MJ Christman, author of The Legend of the Seer. And I've also got a reaction from TJ Marr, a musical artist of Ghost Town Remedy, uh, released their new album, Dry Spell, out now on Spotify, wherever you get your music. And uh, I think a couple record stores in Nashville, if you're in Nashville. I know Grammys has it and a couple other ones. I don't, don't know, and I'm not going to tell you because I don't remember, and I'm not going to look it up. But um, the, the responses I've got was, um, yeah... Doing a three-way with your brother is weird, but as long as they're not really doing anything with each other, um, it's technically not incest. Um, technically, in this situation, it's not incest because they're technically having sex with you and not with each other. So that's that's a thing. It's still a fucking weird situation that you were a part of. And um, the fact that you joined a threesome without knowing the people you're with kind of makes you a cool person. And uh, you know what? I respect you and I'm not going to shame you for whatever you did, but <laughs> it's also kind of funny. It was with two brothers because that's just a fucking funny story to tell your friends. Like, yeah, so I uh, was in a threesome. I got, I got pounded in the mouth and I got pounded in the vagina and uh, turns out they were brothers. So uh, yeah, cause I can't imagine on like the, 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 a three-way where I would earn the belt. It would be twins. There's a weird fantasy. I'm like, maybe that would be cool, but also at the same time, it's going to be fucking weird for them. Like, that'd be fucking weird because female threesomes from porn I've watched versus uh, devil's three-ways are a lot different than I assume real life is. I have not earned the belt yet, so I can't speak on behalf of that, but... All I can say is, yes, it's weird for them to do it, but don't feel ashamed of yourself. You didn't know, okay? But also, they should feel weird, and that's, that's a fucking weird thing. We knew their names. We doxed them right now. So, nevertheless, we'll persist. Thank you for listening to the Samples Well Kept. I'm going to start that over. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cancel Sweezy. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns... You can email us at cancel, oh, sorry, the shwedcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can always talk to me. And all my usernames are at the shweezy, except for TikTok, where it's the foreplay king. And, uh, you know, like, subscribe to this episode, check out my music, Ride or Die, out now on all the streaming platforms. Where do you listen to music at? Think about that. And then, 
go to that streaming platform, listen to Shweezy. Uh, also check out my episode I did with Drunk Church History with Josh Casey, Lucas Allen. Josh Casey is also the author of Track and Desire, A Journey After Swallowtailed Kites, out now. Uh, wherever you get your books at, you can definitely easily read that. Like, subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Spotify channel, the Apple channel, all the other channels. I don't know where everyone fucking listens to podcasts at these days. Uh, Twitch, every Thursday I'll stream. Uh, connect your Amazon Prime account. Connect the two accounts. Uh, financially support the show with your free subscribe every month. And if you want to support the show even further, we're on Patreon. Uh, $5 a month gets you ad-free episodes of all my shows and is the best way to support me financially. So, nevertheless, I will persist in ending this show today. Uh, take it ease. Uh, let's go full throttle. And like always... Stay awesome. Pray for Micah. Hey, you. You just finished a full episode of the Schwegcast. I hope your brain cells don't hurt. Uh, if you want to support this show financially in the best way possible, go check us out on Patreon for $5 a month. You, yes, you can get ad-free episodes of the Schwegcast and is the best way to personally support me and this channel.